Welcome to the Donaclody Parish Podcast. We're an Anglican Evangelical Church committed to glorifying God, preaching the gospel, and making disciples. Thank you because of your word. And we give you thanks, O oh Lord, because we can share it together. We pray that your Holy Spirit will illuminate your word in our hearts and bless us. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Our Bible reading for today is Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 1 to 17 to verse 14. Apologies. So if you've got your Bible with you, please can you open with me to Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 1 to 14. Someone is titled The Forgiveness of Sin. When we think about forgiveness, we sometimes think of a popular saying that says, to sin is human, to forgive is divine. Some people say it is sometimes easy to forgive, but it is difficult to forget. Have you thought about that before? But for us as Christians, forgiveness is very important. And every time we come to God's presence, just as we've done today, we come and we ask for forgiveness of our sin from God. But the question is this, why is it so important? For some weeks, we have been looking into the Apostles' Creed, a statement of faith which explains who we believe and why we believe. We affirm our belief in God the Father who created all things. We affirm our belief in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, who reconciled us back to God by rescuing us from death. We also affirm our belief in the Holy Spirit who made us new in and through Christ. And by this new recreation work of the Holy Spirit, which we affirm every Sunday, we hereby believe in the forgiveness of sins by which we now have a new relationship with God. From the Bible reading and also from our Apostles' Creed, something we have said tonight, we know that God forgives our sin. And we can see forgiveness as a gift from God. Let us see this as we consider my first point, which asks a question. And we can as well ask ourselves this question. Why do we need forgiveness of sin? Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 1. It reads, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. Jesus. You see, Paul started this letter by telling us to whom it is addressed to. It is addressed to the saints in Ephesus 
And he says to the faithful in Christ Jesus, and that includes yourself and myself tonight. It's not just for the people of that time, but it's also for every one of us hearing me tonight. And it started by giving praise to God for the greatest gift that we could ever receive. The gift of forgiveness. How does forgiveness of sin becomes a gift? See what Paul said in verse 3. See with me, he said, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. These blessings which Paul refers to are gifts from God. They are gifts given to us by grace because we don't deserve to have them. But what are these spiritual blessings which is found only in Christ that Paul is talking about? See with me in verse 4 for clarity. One of those gifts is this. Verse 4 says, For he chose us in him before creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. This is a special thing for God to do. He chose us in him to be holy and blameless in his sight. But here is the question. Are we holy? Are we blameless? No. Let's continue. See number two blessing, which Paul referred to. It says, in love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious case, grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Who is the one he loves? Jesus Christ. Therefore, to understand my first point, which is a question from that says, why do we need forgiveness? We need to accept the truth that we are sinners who does not deserve God's mercy, but God in his grace and mercy chose us to be holy and blameless. God is a holy God. He is blameless and he desired to have a relationship with us. And as Paul said in verse 4, God chose us in him to be blameless and holy so that we can have relationship with him. In the first place, he created us in his own image to bring glory to himself. But in Genesis chapter 3, man sinned and we were separated from God. That is what sin does. Sin separates us from God. It ruins the relationship that we share with God the Father. So the planned intention of holy and blameless relationship that Paul is talking about, which God desired to have with man, was ruined by our sin. In our reading tonight, Paul acknowledged who we are. We are not blameless. We are not 
only in God's sight, but out of love, God has adopted us through Christ. It is only in Christ that we can have the forgiveness of sin, which we really need to restore our relationship with God. As we can see in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5, that is all we need. And that is why we need the forgiveness of sin. So, in answer to my first point, which asked the question, why we need forgiveness of sin, we can see that we do need forgiveness of sin for our relationship with God to be restored. Well, I always remember this story. The story of a man who fell out with his son. It doesn't matter who sinned, but the relationship was bad. But the son realizes that before he can be accepted back into the family, he needs to say sorry, something he didn't want to say. But sadly, when his dad passed away, Niels reached in where he was. And then when he came home, he said, I had the old chance, but I blew it. Now my dad is dead, and I don't know how to reconcile with him. Tonight, having realized our need for forgiveness, having realized the need to be reunited with God the Father, we come to think about this second point of the sermon tonight, how can we be forgiven? How do we do this? With me in verse 7, Paul said, in him, in who? Paul is saying, in Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. In Jesus, we have redemption. How? Through his blood, by the forgiveness of our sins. The initial plan of God was messed up by my sin and by your sin. Yet God is open to restore the lost relationship by sacrificing his only son for our sins. This has to be. Why? Because God loves us. And we see evidence of that in John chapter 3, verse 16. It says that God loves us so much that he gave us his only son. He knows that the wages of sin is death. The consequences of sin is eternal separation. But to reconcile us back to himself, someone needs to pay for that consequence. Someone needs to pay the debt. The every price of sin was paid by Jesus, God's only son. We saw that also in the Apostles' Creed. He's the only righteous one who died for the unrighteous. He did this to save us from death. And Paul picked up that same theme in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. See what Paul said 
It said, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So that in Christ we might become the righteousness of God. Christ became sin for us, so that in him we can be righteous. We don't become righteous in our good works. It is not in the sacraments that we share in the church. We don't become righteous in the purgatorial pain as some people believe. But we know that Jesus Christ is our righteousness. And his righteousness is the whole ground for receiving forgiveness of sin. And so we can receive assurance of the forgiveness of our sin by faith alone in Christ Jesus. How do we receive forgiveness of sin? How do we get forgiven? It's only in Christ. The assurance comes by faith alone in him. And it's through the death of Jesus and by his blood that we receive forgiveness for our sins. You might be asking me tonight, how are we convinced of this? If we receive forgiveness of our sin through the death of Jesus Christ, are we convinced of this? Paul helped us. The Bible helped us. Because all this is made known to us by God's spirit that lives in us. Brothers and sisters, sitting here tonight and those watching me at home, we can only be blameless and holy, as Paul said, if we are in Christ, and this can only be done by his Holy Spirit who works out our transformation from the inside. So after we have received the forgiveness of sins through God's Holy Spirit, then we will be transformed from inside out to be more like Jesus. By his Spirit, we will learn to know the will of God we will learn to know the plan of God. We will learn to know the purpose of God for everything will be revealed to us in Christ Jesus. When this happens, we can boast to be a member of God's family. It is when we realize this in our life it is when we are united back to God that we can think about the big great banquet the great sharing of fellowship with God and other Christians in heaven this has not happened yet if you remember last Sunday we had a remembrance with thanksgiving service here where we pray for the families of those who have departed us in faith you remember we talked about the fact that they were sleeping in the Lord and they will rise again in glory. But to reunite with all saints who have slept in the Lord, just as Paul said in his letter, he said to all saints in Ephesus, that is you and I that are still living, to be able to reunite with God in heaven, with all other Christians that have been saved and ransomed and transformed. We need the forgiveness of our sin. We need 
to be blameless. We need to be holy. And that can only happen by the inward transformation of the Holy Spirit that lives in us. But how do we know that this is going to happen? How do we know that there's going to be joy together with our family in heaven? Paul said to us in verse 9, see with me, Paul said, He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he proposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. When that day we come, we will be united together as a family. It is when we have been forgiven that we will understand the eschatological view that Paul is referring to in verse 9. A life which we will all share together. We will live it together under one supreme ruler who is Christ Jesus. That verse is a shadow of new heaven and new heart that Paul referred to in Revelation chapter 21. Remember when he said, I saw the new heaven and the new heart. We can only be part of this new kingdom if we receive the forgiveness of our sin. As we come to the close of, us, uh, of this sermon, Paul explains in verse 11 that you and I are chosen to receive forgiveness of our sins through Christ Jesus. And after we have been forgiven, we will have the same hope. What hope? The same hope that Paul talked about, the hope that we have in Christ Jesus, which is for the praise of God's glory. The hope that we will be united together in the family of God. The hope of living in God's kingdom in heaven. Together with all other people. Together with God, our Father. That is a great hope. And as we conclude, Paul described how everything works. Because you might be thinking, George, how will all this work? We'll see how it works from verse 13 to verse 14. If you ask me, how is this live streaming? How does it work? I would say, talk to David Armstrong. He puts it all together, the microphone and the visual. But if you ask Paul that what you have told us from verse 1 to verse 14, how does everything work? Say with me. In verse 13 to 14, Paul said, to be included in Christ, that is to be part of that family, you will need to do two things. You will need to do two things. And those two things, we mentioned them during the administration of the Lord's Supper. What are the two things Paul said? One, hear the gospel of salvation. You see that from verse 13. It says, and you also were included in Christ, when you had the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. So, one thing you need to do is to hear the gospel of salvation, which is the word of truth. This is a true saying and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Do you remember that in our book of common prayer? First Timothy chapter 1 verse 15. But what is the second thing we need to do? To believe in Jesus 
Look at it. Paul said it. He said, having believed you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, verse 13, to believe in Jesus. And what did John say? In John chapter 3, verse 16, John said, So God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. To share in that everlasting relationship with God. You need to hear the gospel of salvation, which is the word of truth. Verse 13, you need to believe in Jesus, which is also in verse 13. And as you do this, you will be marked with a seal in Jesus. A seal of ownership and of belonging to God by the promised Holy Spirit. This seal guarantees our inheritance in God's kingdom until other people get their redemption. As God's people to the praise of his glory. You get your own seal. You proclaim the word of God faithfully, hoping and believing that all other people will come to know the Lord Jesus and they will receive the same seal by the Holy Spirit that guarantees our inheritance in God's kingdom. To enjoy a relationship with God and to live eternally with him. According to the Bible reading for tonight, we need the forgiveness of our sins. We need to be taken back into relationship with God. And for all this, we also need to be thankful to God who restores relationship and fellowship with us in love at the cost of the cross. Let us pray. Father, Lord, we thank you because you love us from the beginning of the world, from the creation. You chose us. We thank you for Jesus who died to unite us back to God. Lord, we acknowledge our sins and we thank you for the assurance of forgiveness that we receive in Christ Jesus. Help us, O oh Lord, to remain in you. And for what you did to save us, we are thankful. We ask all this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Donnelly Parish podcast. We're happy for this teaching to be shared for the advancement of gospel work and to help make disciples. For information about Donnelly Parish, please check out our website, www.donnelly.com. Donna Cloney, D-O-N-A-G-H-C-L-O-N-E-Y-P-A-R-I-S-H dot co dot UK or find us on social media.